because of Dark Souls and Bloodborne and this Neo game, they've actually developed a new brand of gaming, like a new genre, and it's now been named. All right. So the Dead Soul, the Dark, the Dark Soul style of the game. What has so far been called Soul Games. Mm-hmm. The, the, the genre, because obviously this game, this Neo game isn't made by the From Software guys. It's a Yeah, I think I've seen what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah. It's uh this style of game falls now falls under the umbrella of uh Masocore. Oh. Masocore. Oh, that sounds like the edgiest hot topic name that they're trying to get started. I know, right? To think masochist hardcore. Well, I know what I'm getting tattooed to my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh no, please. Yeah, to be fair, I would only get mass on there before I ran out of space. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Dangerously Unprepared. I am Simon, and joining me, I would say as ever, but that's not true because this is the first episode. And we've never met before. No, never. No. Irish. Hello. Jack. Hello, I had a mouthful of beer. That was terribly unprofessional. It, you could say you were dangerously unprepared. I was. And Rob. All right, pal. That is not his normal voice. Do not expect him to sound like that for the rest I of the is. show. It is! It is my voice! <laughs> is that a talk, man? <laughs> now you realise you've got to keep that up for the entire thing, otherwise we will know that you are also... <laughs> I mean, dangerously unprepared. What is that show you just mentioned? <laughs> it's dead! It's our podcast, Dangerously Unprepared. Oh, oh yeah, that was fine. That was a live, no, just... It's, it's do. It's what? It's do. Do. Yeah. Yeah, good the, job there, man. It used, to be, it used to be really easy to tell our podcast because it was a nice, easy-to-recognise acronym. And now I see yeah. it next to your name, and I'm just like, oh, it's that David Hasselhoff song. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or possibly that Rammstein song. Do, well, it was Do Hast rather than Do Rob, but... <laughs> you know, I'm, that would be, I'm open that would, to suggestions, you know. That would be a really crap song, wouldn't it? Do it would, Rob it would, me. No, no, it would literally be Do Rob, like, you're Rob. <laughs> do Rob. <laughs> Well, you. I want to see it. I want to cover by the end of the week. Let's do it. So you might be wondering what the hell you're listening to, and yeah. no, don't be you... don't be crazy, Simon. They they have clearly just disconnected right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I have just killed our entire fan base. I was going to say you would be excused for questioning that. Uh, so yeah, this is dangerously unprepared, a new podcast from the team that brought you World One Stage One, where we basically do everything we did on world one stage one except we don't pretend that we're talking about retro video games anymore we just talk about what we want but just to muddy the waters a little bit we will also talk about retro video games sometimes <laughs> yeah, we still like them yeah yeah guarantee we'll probably talk more about games on this show than we did on uh world one stage one yeah yeah probably that's gonna be how it works out yeah we're good at this yeah and we figured that New year, new show. Let's talk about new things. New things. Because we we like doing years in review and years ahead. That was always a thing we did. And we haven't talked about what's coming up in 2017. And frankly, we live in an age of a glut 
of material for Nerds oh, Like good Us. Good word. Good word. There's so much. There is so much. So we thought we'd just do a quick rundown, not talk about them in any great depth, but talk about the kind of things you're probably going to hear us talk about at greater length later in the year. A list. And I bet you're looking forward to it. This is basically the podcast version of fucking BuzzFeed. It's going to be great. <laughs> I, think, I think you're giving us way, way too much credit there. And, and that's when the rest of the listeners all went. Yeah, they're like, this is basically clickbait in my ears. Great. Yeah, when, when I say what happens next will shock you, I am lying. <laughs> <laughs> number 17 will make you shit your pants. You won't believe what's number 7. <laughs> number 12 will make you commit homicide. <laughs> oh dear let's kick this off then so we're talking about movies right i like those okay Which... well let's start so um uh, has anyone been to the cinema this month yes. at all i have yes. yes okay i haven't go <laughs> uh, I, I bet we've seen all different things. i was there a couple of nights ago watching ghost in the shell oh i missed it in the oh. end oh yeah i couldn't get to go to see it it is still really, really fucking good on the big screen. It is a good one. It is a good one. Twenty-two years old. Yeah, but it still it still holds up as beautifully animated, beautifully executed. Uh, just if you really want to get inside the heads of at least at least two of our the, the hosts on this show, go and watch that mm-hmm. film if you haven't already. And something really interesting came up in discussion afterwards about Ghost in the Shell, which is a film on this list of films that are coming out this uh, year. Oh, oh the live oh, yeah. action. Which was, um, given the amount of objectification and body horror that the Major undergoes in the movie, and given slightly distasteful Western fetishization of Asian bodies, it's not all that bad that we're not taking an Asian actress and forcing her to undergo that. It's, it complicates the subject somewhat. That will then potentially get undone if no such uh, violence undergoes the major in the live-action movie. Very true. But I was thinking, like, the best way, the best way to surprise us with the casting of Scarlett Johansson is have her literally play the major's body and dub her with a Japanese actress's voice. Ah, I that, that would be one step towards uh, making this movie passable. Um, but I'm still of the opinion that it's it's utterly just. I, I'm not going to go and see it. Well, yeah, I am because I've had a lot of a lot of thought about this and looked into it a lot. And one of the things that comes up repeatedly is that the creator never claimed that she had an asian body absolutely and if they're going with the plane crash that canonically happened in america so there are certainly justifiable ways round the casting and it's open to them to tell a story that explains the casting and i'm going to give them that opportunity yep no that's fair enough i mean what what I will go basically every time someone says things like oh you know about the the plane crashing in America and all that it, it absolutely makes sense I'm not claiming that it doesn't but every single time I hear one of those it literally just brings me back to but 
the casting director wanted it to be Scarlett Johansson. That is the reason it is Scarlett Johansson. There's I don't know. It isn't. No, it isn't. It isn't at all. No, it isn't. The, that isn't the reason at all. The reason is, is because we're talking about a mass studio body that in this time, this era cannot accept a risk of casting an unknown. Uh, and it's disgraceful. It's horrible. And it's an inherent problem with the system. But it, I don't think it's because the casting director was like, I want Scarlett Johansson. The people with the money turned around and said, we want Scarlett okay. Johansson. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Not, not the casting director, but, but someone at some point said, we want Scarlett Johansson for this role. And then there, there seems to be a sort of a lot of reasons that have now come up as ways of... It, it feels more like it's excusing it rather than uh, explaining it. And again, and again, I'm not saying that is definitely the case. It just it, That's how it feels to me. So it is a I, step around, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go and see it straight away, but I I do know enough people who say that they are going to go and see it, Simon included, whose opinions on films I trust, and if they say to me, okay, go and watch it, I'm not going to tell you any you know spoilers around it or anything like that, but I'm going to say there is an acceptable sort of uh, workaround with this. It This won't piss you off too much. Because mm. for all we know, um, the and decision to, well, let's get Scarlett Johansson, came after the decision of we need to cast a Caucasian woman. Yes. It's possible. We don't I know mean, that it didn't. And I'm very well aware that if I say I'm not going to go and see this film and then, you know, give out about it and bitch about it, full stop, I am therefore not very much better, if in fact no better, than any number of douchebags that have said I'm not going to go and see the Ghostbusters film from last year. It's going to be terrible and then bitch and moan about it, despite having never seen it. I'm in the same sort of boat of them if I just say, oh, I'm not going to go and see it, and then complain about it. So, I'm going to lay off it for now, wait and see what people say, and then reserve my judgment for later. I think that's, that's the thing that should always be done. Um, you have to wait until you've seen it before you can comment on it, so absolutely. Um, yeah. 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 Although, having said that, cool. a, a lot of the time I will, you know jump headlong into going and seeing a film having heard nothing about it and then yeah yeah this is me this yes, is me being could. a bit more cautious that's fair that's absolutely fair um but it's one that i mean i'm looking for i i'm gonna go and see it it's one that i'm looking forward to just for the answer to that question simon I yeah think. um uh, if they do manage to pull something out of the bag like that i will be impressed and yeah i think i'd be happy i mean they know what's riding on this they know that it's caused a lot of trouble um, it's the same as with uh, Doctor Strange, which didn't really have as much of an excuse for the, uh, the no, whitewashing really. of the cast, but um, uh, other than just changing the uh, the source material. But um, yeah, it's an interesting one, definitely. Like for me, I was as there is evidence on a an episode of another podcast um, <laughs> that I was pretty outraged when this was first announced. Um, yes. But it's like the more they've been talking about it and the more they've talked about how they want to specifically reference that episode of the second gig referring to the Major's identity and history and they're bringing Kuze in as the antagonist and as they release footage where they've clearly laboured very, very hard to match the aesthetic and with the recent release of the poster, it's like they're... Yes, this could still be a horrible mistake in the casting, but they've done so much right. I want to find yeah. out what the finished product is. 
Well, if you look at the tra- if you look at the trailer, like I, I'm not an expert anime, really. I've seen Ghost in the Shell, and what I took away from that trailer was the rhythm. It had it it very much evoked the anime, the rhythm of that trailer, uh, and the mood. So I, I think with the visuals as well being pretty spot on, I think it it is likely to be it it, it can contend to be a a decent um, adaption, but you know. Yeah. Like when I um, heard the director talking about the lighting people working extremely hard to replicate the palettes of the animation, you know, I was like, this this is a lot of attention to detail for people who are clueless. So maybe that casting wasn't clueless. Mm. Absolutely. And even down to the editing as well. Like you notice that when whenever you're given the information, like, you know, a trailer usually has like the title that springs up and the dates or whatever. With that, it did it in a vet in in exactly the same editing style that you would see in an anime, like the sudden sort of pops of like black screen with a uh, um, a bit of writing on the front of it, a bit of text. So yeah, quite you know? neon Genesis. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, like yeah. it's evoking that feeling. So uh, it, I also got to point out, it, it would be remiss of me to, in my long-standing tradition, to say, uh, going back to Simon's point of saying Scarlett Johansson is playing the major's body. Uh, if I didn't point out that, yes, the perfect person to play a cold, unfeeling, robotic, metallic <laughs> shell is Scarlett Johansson. That's really mean. It is, but she's a terrible actor, so it's justified. Uh, I don't think she is. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. Absolutely. This is going to be a year-long feud. <laughs> so another 2017 movie. I don't... Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... um. Just thinking, I mean, I've got just a very, very narrow list in front of me at the moment, and I've got to be honest, most of the things that pop up when you type in movies for 2017 into Google straight away is essentially uh, comic book movies. It's it's Um, Nerdvana. It is Nerdvana. Like, the first on the list for me uh, is Logan, Um, but there's obviously going to be stuff before that. I think in terms of release date, the first one I want to see is the Lego Batman movie. Oh hell yes, yes, that is. Actually. I saw the trailer for that yeah, when great. I was in cinema the other day, and right, they've they've understood the essence of the Joker in a way that no other Batman big screen release has. Yes, because yes. there is a scene where he's basically describing himself as Batman's bad guy, and Batman's like, "No, Superman, Superman yeah. is my bad guy. Superman isn't a bad guy." Well, then I guess I don't have a bad guy. You know, I'm I'm fighting four or five people. That I, I fight around, and it just cuts to the Joker's face with yeah. his trembling lip, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's the Joker." <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, it definitely is. Like, um, and what I absolutely love, and it is a correction that were that has been made for from the '90s, and that is that um, obviously we had Batman and uh, Batman Returns, directed by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton. Uh, and it started a rough kind of continuity for for those Batman films, very very loosely because you know it was that age where that wasn't considered important. Comic book guys don't do movies. That's what they used to say. Um, and now finally we are going to see what it is like when Billy D. Williams gets to play Harvey Dent and Two Face in a Batman movie. Yeah. Because Billy Dee Williams was Harvey Dent in the first two Burton Batmans and then was obviously recast for um uh, Tommy Lee Jones. So I'm actually really it's a wonderful little nod. And um you know in, in the trailer they have Calendar Man and things like that. And it's just then acknowledging 
the entirety of the Batman franchise, which I'm incredibly excited about being a big fan. So, yeah, I'm really up for seeing it. So, yeah, that's in February. But, yeah, in March, kicking off Logan, a film I have no desire to see. Yeah, like, uh, it seems to me like they're sort of... Uh, they were kind of grabbing at straws, like, ages ago. They said, oh, we're going to do Old Man Logan. And it's like, no, you're not. You don't own any of the characters, really. They're in <laughs> Old Man Logan. You don't own Hawkeye. You don't own Captain America or Iron Man or the Hulk. Good luck, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. They, they, they sort of worked around... I mean, uh, given the... Um... The the is it Fox or is it Sony that does X Men? It's Fox. It is Fox. It's Fox. Okay. Uh, given the sort of the, the Fox verse, uh, the X Men, um, it, I guess it makes more sense to have uh, Professor X in there than it does Hawkeye. Again, simply because they don't have access to the character. Who are you going to go to yeah. in terms of this? Um, it does then mean okay, clearly this isn't set in the future with all this, that, and the other going on. Um, yeah, having now seen yeah. the trailer, I'm I'm very. I don't know. Like it's left me feeling very because I was like, there was no way they were going to do Old Man Logan the movie. Like yeah. even, even without access to the characters, there's no way they're going to do that as a film. No. Mm. I mean, like just in case, a spoiler, a spoiler warning for anyone who wants to go and read that that uh, graphic novel. And I would go and recommend reading it. It's it's pretty good. Um, I would you know just bear in mind you've got inbred cannibal Hulk family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's certain things in this that just aren't going to get made into a into. I mean, as much as we can say R-rated comic book movies with Deadpool and everything, there's certain things that just aren't gonna. It's not going to work with your your main man with with you know Wolverine as the title character. Yeah, I, it's an interesting one. And you talk about the trailer. Lots of people have raved about the trailer, and yeah, it's a really well made trailer. But I've got to be honest. If you if you have a trailer that has long sweeping shots and you have dialogue about you know how this is the last uh the last hurrah whatever and then you put johnny cash <laughs> over the top of it i think that's cheating because that's always going to win you like you know tugging at the heartstrings like it's an excellent choice and it's a very well-made trailer um there's in fact we've been lifting from other podcasts that we listen to and stuff i listen to a podcast where they explain that the x-men franchise in the movies is you can completely accept the canon of the X-Men films if you only take on board what happened in the last one and ignore the one that happened previously. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, um, also, you're also cheating by putting Patrick Stewart and Richard E. Grant in the same film. Is Richard E. Grant in it? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't, yeah. I didn't notice that. But, although, also I will say this about got... Logan. Yeah. We can go back and forth on how accurate they're going to be to the old man Logan story. No, no, that doesn't matter so much. On how well edited the trailer is and, and putting Johnny Cash over it. But I keep coming back to one question. Go. Which solo Wolverine movie was any good? <laughs> That's a good point. A very good point. Uh, 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 Hulk vs. Wolverine. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> like, <laughs> They've not been good. Yeah. This is a sequel to a terrible film, which was a sequel to a terrible film, which was a sequel to a mistake. Mm. <laughs> yes, it was a sequel to a mistake. <laughs> Wait, which was the original? Which was the original The mistake? It doesn't matter. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we got, um, Origins Wolverine, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed by The Wolverine. Yeah. 
followed yep. by this. Yeah. So that's the sequel to a bad movie, sequel to a bad movie. Sequel to a mistake is X3. Right, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, that's the one I thought you meant, anyway. So. Also, confusingly for, for Logan, you've got Stephen Merchant playing Caliban. Oh, really? Now, this confuses me, because wasn't Caliban in Apocalypse? I didn't see Apocalypse, I, I'm still no idea to watch it. Okay, Cal- Caliban was in Apocalypse, not played by Stephen Merchant, which means they've they've gone from one film to the next and completely changed the actor for a central character. Like, you don't do that in the same franchise, you wait until the franchise reboots. <laughs> like, with every single Fantastic Four movie. That's what you're supposed to do, damn it, you have to wait for the inevitable reboot. Oh man, that's depressing. Um... That's an interesting casting. I like Stephen Merchant personally. I think he's a funny guy. Um, I don't. I think he's obviously he's, he's a funny guy. I wouldn't say he's, say like he's an incredible actor, but yeah, you know, good, interesting stuff. Yeah. Do we know who Richie Grant is? Then? I mean, uh, he's an actor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and who uh, is he playing? Oh, in this film, yes. he's playing uh, Doctor Xander Rice. I don't know who that is. He he's he's the one that made uh, the X twenty three. Okay. Well, it had something to do with X twenty three anyway. So I'm I'm intrigued by essentially what Fox are going to be doing anyway because I mean you've got this which is Hugh Jackman's last hurrah as uh, you know Wolverine, and then you're kind of out there into nothing. Like I mean yeah they have a Deadpool which is essentially their big money maker now or it's going to be. Um, Despite the fact they they got rid of the the director of the first one, um, yeah, but for reasons I agree with. What was I don't yeah. I don't know the reasons. I actually haven't heard them. I haven't heard. Okay, because Ryan Reynolds has said that basically um, he wanted to build on the success of the first movie by getting a much bigger budget and doing a more Marvel Studios style film, and Ryan Reynolds was like, "No, that's not what made the Deadpool movie good." Mm. Uh, I would rather do another sort of lower budget, more sort of closely focused, fun film. Yeah. Let's not turn this into a a cookie cutter of like what every other film that's coming out this year is going to be. No, that's true. I mean, the my favorite thing about uh, Deadpool and my, the favorite elements to that film, not that I've seen it in a while now, but um, probably since we did the review of it, I think. Um, but my favorite element of Deadpool is what he does, what he gets up to in his spare time. You know, forcing blind women to assemble IKEA furniture, tempting them with cocaine. Like that's that's what I want to see <laughs> in the next one. So um, yeah, I'm happy with that. Other movies in March. Uh, Kong is coming out. Skull Island. Yes, which is <coughs> pardon me, slated to be uh, the beginning of like a new monster um, sort of. Uh, series, isn't it? There's going to be Kong up again. Oh no, actually, I suppose technically Godzilla would have been the first. Oh, um, don't give that thing any fucking praise. Well, I'm not, mate. But I, it, despite the is is that is technically the first one in their new monster shared universe because everything's getting a shared universe now, as we have covered previously. We just pretend it didn't happen. I, I'd be much more happy to accept Pacific Rim as the start than I would Godzilla, and I hate Pacific Rim. Well, it, oh well, yeah, it was it was okay. It was all right. I liked Pacific Rim. It had Ron Perlman in. I was happy with that. It did. That is true. That is true. Ron Perlman <laughs> is, a, is a blessing. It I is. liked Pacific Rim because it precisely met my expectations for what Pacific Rim would be. It yeah, did. It was big silly. I was expect- big silly. I was, expe- I was expecting more. More silly. Oh, well, whose fault is that? But, but you... 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> number two's got John Boyega in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as Pentecost's son. In fact, John Boyega has a 100% success rate for uh, films for me that I've enjoyed with him in because I really liked Attack the Block and I really like Force Awakens. Yeah. So, I've, I've, uh, not, I've not seen Attack the Block, so unfortunately, John Boyega has a 100% failure rate in films that I've gone and seen. We're Actually, not going to discuss well, this. He He's good in the films I've seen him in, but I didn't like the films I've seen him in. So John Boyega has a 100% success rate films i've seen him in but right bill does that make it a 50 percent that i don't think we should worry about it to be honest i'm not so good with numbers help me out here guys i am pathetic at numbers excellent power rangers is also coming out in march there you go i've helped you Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, like, right i think a lot a large theme about a lot of what we're going to be talking about both in this episode and in episodes to come is going to be nostalgia oh yes I didn't realize how much nostalgia I had for the Power Rangers until, <laughs> until watching a trailer on on the PlayStation Four for the new like side scrolly beat 'em up uh, Castle Crashers and and Golden Axe style game on PS Four. Yes. Oh, awesome! That game is awesome. But Power Rangers, that is literally you play as the original set of Power Rangers, and every final boss is one of the you know the bosses from the end of each episode of the Power Rangers. Amazing. Plus Goldar, Lord Zed, Rita Repulsa. At the end, the monsters get grown, and you have to go and yeah. get form the Megazords and fight them. I'm like, holy shit! I never realized how much nostalgia I have for the Power Rangers until I saw this, and the whole shredding guitar of the Power Rangers theme. That whittly, 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 <laughs> yeah, blown away. That's it. In fact, the music of Power Rangers is amazing. The music is incredible. And I was just like, thirteen pounds. Yes, please. That is the price of nostalgia. Give me ten, please. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. But in terms of the movie, we'll save that for the video game discussion. In terms of the movie, how do we feel about these mighty morphing Power Rangers returning to our screens in uh, Savan's Power Rangers? It had better be dumb as fuck. It is going to be dumb as fuck, man. Look at it. It's it basically comes dribbling onto the screen with how dumb it is. Like it's, <laughs> it's it, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I, I was actually surprised because I heard Brian Cranston is in this. I love Brian Cranston. I was like, oh, he's Lord, Z he's Zordon. Yes, he's Zordon, man. And like I was like, oh my god, you know what? That actually kind of works. You can kind of see, uh, admittedly, in the Man of Steel esque pin art. Thing that's now an obsession in Hollywood. You know where there's a face and they're sort of made up of loads of different little bits or whatever. Like he's that. But yeah, it looks it looks fine. It looks like it'll do the job. I probably won't rush to see it, but go go Power Rangers. I, I have nothing to add on this one because I'm of the wrong age to have seen Power Rangers. <laughs> Old. Um, so. When I first saw the trailer for this, I was just sitting there going, the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Until the title came up, and then I just thought, really? <laughs> so, I mean, that's my thought on the Power Rangers. It, I was like, that's the Power Rangers? Okay. That's these Power Rangers. Did anyone jump off of a rock going, Oyah! and doing a flying kick that was then shown from like three different angles in a row? Not that I remember. Uh, what, what is displayed of their fighting style, however, is spot on. Yes. I will give them yeah. that. Like, it, the, the way they fight, it's like, uh, yeah, that they're fighting like Power Rangers. Excellent. 
So that does look good. So I reckon the fights will be pretty spectacular. Although, wasn't it? I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the show, and I have very, very blurred memories of the show because I was too busy jumping up and down, huffing sherbet into my nostrils. <laughs> but, um, yep. What... Um, what was the the deal with their powers like? Because I've heard some people complain that they have the powers out of the suit, which I thought they only had their powers when they were suited. You know, so they had the uh, I forgot what they're called, the little transformation brooches that were yeah yeah they had brooches. their magical... <laughs> the morphers yeah they had their their magical girl morphers yeah, um, yeah that transformed them into the Power Rangers. They were they were already teenagers with attitude. Uh, <laughs> yes, that they, came equipped. They already had martial arts training. Um, they? Yeah, they were—they were already like well, one know. of them did. Jason, one of them did ballet, and one of them was a, was a street dancer. But like, they already <laughs> all knew how to fight anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then they Let's just not forget they were dripping with nineties paraphernalia and colloquialisms. So early nineties at that as well. Yeah. And and they were also bullied by Balkan Skull, two people who in any oh other universe God. who in any other universe would have been the targets of bullying. Yes, yes, they would have been. It made no fucking sense. Yeah, that was hilarious. But yes, they, they didn't have powers so much out to be fair, they didn't have powers in the suits either. They they just had weapons. The, the suits would give them enhanced strength, enhanced agility, all that kind of stuff. They could jump yeah. pretty high. Oh, okay. They could jump really far, like when they needed to. Then they summon robot cars in the shape of, well, some in the shape of dinosaurs, other in the shape of other prehistoric creatures, and then they'd form into a giant robot. And yeah. then they'd punch a thing. But yeah, to give you a sense of how out of touch I am with this one, watching that trailer... Three quarters of the way through the trailer, gun to my head, I couldn't have told you what franchise it was, <laughs> but I would have guessed Animorphs. Wow. Ah, okay, I mean, well, you're close. I, I can probably see how this trailer would have gone then. It's It starts off as very high school film, and then they find something in the woods, and they, they find these glowing stones off it, which are the Morphers, mm. and, and then they start to find them stronger and they can jump faster and one of them's underwater and I'm like ah, I see where you're going with this, okay yeah they're, they're, they're finding their animal natures and and they're just right at the end there's a scene of them getting the suits Yeah. at which point I was like oh not Animorphs then <laughs> and then it's in Power Rangers and I was like I could not have guessed that <laughs> not in a million That's amazing. I still think it's a shame they're not sharing the tone I mean obviously they weren't going to because it wasn't an official thing but and I keep harping on about it but there there's just if, if no one has seen it check out the one the the sort of preview with Katie Sackov as the Pink Ranger on YouTube it's oh I saw that that was amazing unbelievably good that was pretty badass it's so good it shows what happens when the Power Rangers grew up you know and I was like that's cool. You've got the Black Ranger, like, fighting people who are trying to shoot him with guns and shit. Like, they never came across people with guns. It was just people in rubber suits and smaller people in rubber suits, you know? Like, um, I just thought it was just really, really cool. And Sakov absolutely nails the performance, so. you got Bill Hader as uh, as Alpha. That's interesting. In, in the, the new in, one. In the new the movie. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Alpha is really weird looking. I I I mean to be fair, all I need to do, all I need to know is, will I want to punch this alpha? Uh, how it sounds, I have no idea because we haven't heard him speak. Okay, but what he looks like, I mean, yeah. You like David Hader, though, right? No, no, uh, not not David Hader. Uh, Bill Hader. 
Oh, I thought you said David hates it. I was like, no, wow. That would be terrifying. Just alpha, like, in voice of Solid Snake, just, ay, 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 ay. Yeah, that's what, I, uh, <laughs> that's what I thought you said. I was like, that's a bit of a way of casting. I'll keep my mouth shut on that. Hold on, Zordon. No, he's, he's, been, he's like a Saturday Night Live American TV comedy. Oh, uh, right, right. Um, did you see, yeah. uh, uh, you've seen uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? I have, yeah, I like it. Do you remember Dozerman, the, 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 the captain they got at the beginning of the third season who dies of a heart attack? Him. Yes, yeah, that yeah. guy. That's that's Bill Hader. Oh uh, no, I, I I know him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay cool. So that's uh, Saban's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Let's not forget yeah. that there's the brand thing on the front of the title. That is going to be an interesting, I think, review episode because I, I swear, Simon, you should go and see that. And so we, yes, I want to see your notes. <laughs> I really want to see your notes. Perfect. I think that's a definite. That's a definite. Okay, for the purposes of this podcast, I will go and watch the Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Can we all get together in March and go to London and all go and watch Power Rangers? Yes, yeah, let's good. do that. Let's do a dangerously it. unprepared cinema outing. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. To <laughs> Power Rangers, I will. I will prepare my my Green Ranger onesie. Please, please don't. So, uh, what's next? Well, the next movie I want to touch on really briefly Fate is uh, Fate of the Furious, and I only want to oh, mention shit, it because right. I am super angry what? that they've not called it the F Eight of the Furious. Is it the seventh? Yeah. Movie? Wait, eight, no. it's it's the eighth film, so they should replace the eight in the fate with an eight, oh, and they haven't. They and haven't. I'm furious. That's... They've missed the they missed the trick there because that's that is so what they would they would do. And they haven't done it. Huh. Yeah. As soon as they announced the title, I was like, oh, I know what you're going to do with. That. Oh, you didn't. Also... Did did I just come up with a? Fast and Furious title pun that you guys missed. Yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot man. Helen Mirren was in it. Is in it. Yeah, she's a villain because she's British. Also, uh, <laughs> Rob, look up the look up the casters for Fate of the Furious, right? And notice that one of the guys we went to school with is in it. Is it what? One of the guys we went to school with is in the cast listing. Fate of the Furious. Is this oh. just someone with the same name? It's just someone with the same name. It's not actually. I was going to say what. Scott Eastwood, yeah, he's he's an up and coming Scott Eastwood. Yeah, he's done a few things now. Um, yeah, people seem to really like him. I can't. He's up and coming, he's been going since two thousand four. Well, like he's making a name for himself more now. Like oh, he was um, in Suicide Squad. Oh, and Gran Torino, yes, he was in Suicide Squad. He was um, a small role. Yeah, yeah. and take the shoots on three D. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, good. Well, there we go. I mean, that is Vin Diesel. Um, I think his name is Dom in the in yes. in the films. I don't. I've yeah. not watched them, Dom. but like he no, is, is. is betraying the family because this is all about. Yeah, yeah, he's going evil. It's all about family. Remember, guys, because they say it about a thousand fucking times. This is about family. Family. We are family. Okay. Family. And then he betrays his family, but it's for the family. Right, I'll tell you what, I haven't actually seen a Fast and the Furious movie since the original. Family. Which I quite enjoyed, but didn't think a huge amount of. But I've heard a lot from people who are fans of the franchise, and I really want to marathon this fucking franchise. I think I need to watch them all. I've been meaning to as well. Maybe we should do an episode. So many smart people have basically gone, yeah, the first one is just, it's, it's like stupid fun, and then the second one is bad, and then the third one is awful, and then they go... And then something wonderful happens. 
And I'm like, what? And yeah, that's basically what I keep hearing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how, how does this? How does this make it? No film should get better, after, like better and better and better by the fourth to eighth installment. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's a par- it's a, yeah, it's a. Uh, that's not one. true of any film franchise that I can think of. And I love mm. the Saw films. But shall we talk about Guardians instead? Hey, you're 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 mis- you're glossing over like the most important thing about films coming out this year. What? Twenty eighth of April. Untitled horror film from Paramount Pictures. <laughs> You've got to get to work on that, guys. It's not got a title or cast. That might be even better than Bye Bye Man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. No, no, as in it's not got a title. It's not got a cast listed. It's not got a director attached. It's coming out in, like two weeks after uh, Fate of the Furious. Oh, they better get moving then, haven't they? Yeah, really. It's haven't. horror. They might well be trying to do a thing where they don't start advertising it until quite near the event, and then they do a really intense campaign, because sometimes that really works for something like horror. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right there, yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Um... What else do we have? Because I've just moved away from my, um, my list, and I just have the full career of Scott Eastwood in front of me, so... Uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, yeah, yes, you mentioned. Let's let's talk about that, then. Speaking of wrestlers turned actor... <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel's in it? <laughs> Kurt Russell's in it? Hang on, you went with Vin Diesel when we were just talking about Fast and Furious, and you could have gone with The Rock. Could have gone with a segue. Wait, The Rock's in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No, but he is a wrestler turned actor. But... No, but... Wait... No, Vin Diesel's in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 2. This is what I'm getting at. As is Kurt Russell. Yes. Well, of course Vin Diesel's in it. He was in the first one. Oh, yeah. Shit. Well, I sound stupid. He's a returning character, dude. <laughs> he's the bloody tree, man. I keep forgetting he's a voice actor. <laughs> and, yeah, Kurt Russell is in it because he's playing uh, Star-Lord's dad. Ah, Star-Dad. Ego. Dad Ego the Living Planet. Yeah, what? interesting. His yeah, dad is Ego, Ego the Living Planet. planet. What? This is old news, man. Come on. I've not been following it, because... I've been... <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> oh, it's not a spoiler. Everyone knows. It was like... I didn't know! Oh, well, there you go. Ego's in it. I knew Kurt Russell was going to be in it as his dad. I didn't realise he'd be the ego of the fucking planet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's God is the galaxy. If he was going to show up anywhere, then... Kurt you know. Russell's a giant face rock. He is a giant well, face rock. Is this just the Marvel version of of the the DC Green the Latin? One in Green yeah. Latin, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ongo, no. whatever it's called. I also just note the week before that, Salma Hayek, Rob Lowe, and Raquel Welch are all going to be in a film together. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> okay, yeah, never mind. So um, we've been promised yeah. a, a few things about Guardians. Uh, it's going to develop. Um, the relationship between the crew a bit more, apparently. It's gonna... Um, or at all. Apparently I read somewhere the villain has been spoiled by a toy, which happens quite a lot lately. Like, toys yes. get released and... Yeah, by uh, pop vinyl. Yeah, Irish, yeah. obviously, uh, like, you'll get, like, the... Because they obviously have to start making them. They have to be ready, and obviously that kind of stuff can leak easily, because you're not in the confines of the studio anymore. Because Funko have been releasing a whole bunch of stuff for their next... Like, their, the next batch of wave new characters and stuff and one of them was mm. the guardians minis and oh yeah. sweet well I, d- I didn't look into who the villain was no. i didn't want to read that but um 
The villain, let's face it, is not the important thing of Guardians. I mean, if you think of Ronan the Accuser, like he was the probably the second most forgettable Marvel villain of a host of unforgettable villains, admittedly. After Whiplash? Uh, sorry, forgettable villains. Um, after Malachi. the guy I can't remember played by Christopher Eccleston. Oh, Jesus, I'd actually forgotten him. That is probably... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Malekith. Yeah, that was Malekith. Malekith, that's it, that's it. Malekith is, is a very big deal to Thor fans yeah, who was treated abominably by that film. Because his, plan, his plan was too good. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> that's like, his appearance in the film was terrible because his plan as a villain was great, which was, I'm going to set something up that is self-sustaining and then hide <laughs> so that yeah. they can't fight me or stop me, which is very intelligent villaining, but terrible cinema. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking of Thor, that's coming out, isn't it? Ragnarok, mm. yeah. Although, that skips over quite a lot. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? I was going for the segue. I was going for a good part. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even speak. You know yeah, you skipped over Alien Covenant. Let's talk about Alien Covenant, That's an yes. important one. Yes, let's talk about this. We, we oh, could but, skip to King Arthur. Uh, Gary Guy Ritchie's King Guy Arthur. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. What? His Sherlock Holmes films were fucking fantastic. With David Beckham. What? In. Yeah, that confuses me. <laughs> David yeah. Beckham's in it. Yeah. Yes. As. <laughs> like you're right. His Sherlock Holmes films were fantastic, but this is King Arthur with David Beckham in it. Yeah, but also Eric Banner and Jude Law and Jim Hanzo. That's true. There are good people in it too. I, I can't argue with that. The kid who plays um, Arthur is also pretty good. Like I've seen him. In some... Is it Charlie Hunnam? No, it was the, I think it's the kid who was in. Uh, forgive me, but it was the one in Kingsman. I know you guys are like Kingsman. No, uh, the guy playing Arthur. Yeah, is, Charlie is... Hunnam is unlikely to be the kid because he's my age. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam is the guy who plays Arthur in it. He's he's the guy from um... Pacific Rim. Yeah, that's the one. Like big, big, ah, burly, like long hair, beardy dude. Oh, okay. So when you said kid, you meant guy in his mid-thirties. <laughs> oh, that's, is that's he... kid by my Hollywood leading man standards. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I like Guy Ritchie. I think he usually he makes... Uh, put it this way, anything that he makes generally makes me laugh. Like, I, I have a good time with this stuff. It's going gonna, it's gonna to entertain me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it probably actually will be a fun watch. Yeah, but let's talk... Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Alien Covenant, because we, we, we probably could talk a lot about this, so... So he's got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> what, Ridley Scott? Yeah, because he has to make up for Prometheus. <laughs> he does. How are we going to make up for all the bad taste that was left over <laughs> in the mouths of the viewers from watching Alien, from watching uh, Prometheus? What are we going to do to get them back? James Franco. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I quite like James Franco. I've still not seen Prometheus. I, I don't mind James Franco, but when I think, like, sci-fi horror movie... He's not my go-to guy. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, he's quite... He, he could surprise me, and I'd be very happy if he does. He can be quite adaptable. To, to just to say Irish, because you didn't see oh. Prometheus, like, my opinion of Prometheus was mixed. Like, there was some bit... It went badly, badly wrong. But there are some elements that you can take away with it and say, okay, they were trying to... You know, they were trying to do something different. Admittedly, a lot of the story stuff doesn't hold up. Um, a lot of the characters' motivations and general... Thinking doesn't hold, it doesn't hold out too well either, um, but there's you know I, it's it, you might enjoy it, <laughs> but Alien Covenant is kind of the one that's saying okay yeah this is actually aliens rather than what Prometheus did which was this isn't 
Aliens. Yeah, I watched the red, um, watched the red band trailer and was like, oh god. Well, it's got See, a my good... take on Prometheus was that Ridley Scott did what Ridley Scott does. Yeah, he did awesome world building. The sets were beautiful. Um, the the costuming was really great. The yeah. sense of place was really good. Casting was the really atmosphere good was fantastic. Um, so Ridley Scott did everything Ridley Scott does, and then Damon Lindelof wrote it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and. There's one problem with that movie that you can't really get past, and that's that Damon Lindelof wrote it. Yeah. So it's full of Damon Lindelof writing. And then Damon yeah. Lindelof happened. Yeah. So it's it's a great movie that has been snatched away from greatness by its script. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, if, if you look into the way that it was made and stuff, like, you can see that a lot of time and effort went into capturing a certain tone, capturing a certain... Uh, taste that uh, the old Alien movies have, and that is great. But like, you're quite right. You've got the guy who was behind Lost, and you say Jack. Oh, then David Lindelof happened. Well, this is it. David Lindelof happened, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. That's his writing style. Yeah. He just keeps adding more and more shit onto this ever building shit tower well, until it falls over in his stupid face. We're gonna have to talk about this at some point because, like, I've realised that that is a, that is a writing style I hate, and I'm, I'm sure everyone does. But one of my favourite movies of all time is written exactly the same way. What's that? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There is literally, I realised re-watching this, there's no pacing to that damn film. It is literally just things happen, then thing happens, then thing happens, then thing happens, then it's over. And, I'm and that's to fine. Figure out I think why for certain, that works. For certain, for certain things, like Chainsaw Massacre, like, I think because, like, uh, I've not seen that film in a long time, but I know that it is basically just a build-up of lots of different stuff, which I think at the end of it is pretty much irrelevant, isn't it? Isn't that the point? Uh, yeah, it, it is. A, well, I mean, I guess in the sense of, you know, Nothing really matters, and and life is yeah. fleeting and horrible. Yeah, I guess that could make sense. But with this, with this, you're supposed to be watching what was plugged as going to be a gripping, pacey sci-fi thriller that was based in the same universe as Alien, but was um, essentially moving away from that to tell other stories. And instead, it it didn't tell you any story really. It told you vague kind of musings about uh this uh, alien culture that once was and is now lost and they they show up and then weird shit happens and then to be honest i i don't remember an awful lot of it um but it just it just didn't seem to hit the mark as it were which is what i'm hoping alien to get back to it alien covenant covenant is going to fix because yes because yeah. alien covenant is uh unquestionably an alien movie yep <laughs> Some people are coming back, some new people are joining in, and Billy David Crudup. Lindelof is not writing it. No, he's not, is he? No. Story so, by Michael Green. I don't know who that the, is. but The biggest problem I have with Prometheus has been resolved. Excellent. Plus, we get Billy Crudup in it. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, Doc Manhattan in Watchmen, and uh, yeah. Jack, you'll know him, he was he was the main dude in uh, Princess Mononoke, in the in the dub. Oh, cool. I knew, I knew well, I would have known him from accent. Watchmen. Yeah, I know, but, but yeah, yeah. As, as, the, as the animator in the room, yes. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make sure we're all put into our pigeonholes early on in the show's life. Absolutely. As, as established the canon. <laughs> you're, you're the anime fan, I'm the outspoken one who hates everything. Right. Simon's King Nerd. Hail King Nerd. 
And Rob is the actor. And Rob is here too. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) That is true, but also... Okay, never mind. I'll I'll settle with it. You're a theatrical disposition. That's fine. Well, that's a good way of putting (laughs) it. Um, do we know anything about what's going to go down in Alien Covenant? Because I don't really know. Like, um, is it is it set before? Is it set after? What's going on with it? I, I can tell you that the uh, the writer for it wrote uh, Sex in the City and uh, and Logan and and the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Still not Damon Lindelof. Still not, yeah, but that's not a strong that's not a strong showing. It's oh. still better than Damon Lindelof. <laughs> I'm sure he's written some good stuff as well. Oh, he was the executive like, producer. And we Robin. haven't seen Logan. Logan could be incredible. So, And the no, screenplay no. writer um, was actually, uh, this won't please you, but he was the guy behind Star Trek Nemesis screenplay. Nice. Uh, the Gladiator screenplay. Jack Pegler. The Aviator, which is a really good film. Um, Skyfall. Ooh. Any Dreadful. Oh, that's actually a pretty. That's yeah, that's. A... See, that's promising. Like like a bunch of those films, yeah. So that's that's good. I mean, so they might they might work well together. You never know. It's always difficult to tell, like on people's previous work, though, isn't it? Like well, there's people that are capable is. of like whacking out at a genius, and then the next time, not so much. You know, it's, it's just it's it's like a thing I was reading recently that was like uh, actors who keep getting shit for being really bad actors, but who work really well in specific kind of roles. Um, like if if anyone's seen Adam Sandler play a serious role where he has to play an an adult character who isn't you know just a like frothing man child apparently so not in his own movies yeah apparently right. he's quite good at that. Um, See, I've I seen him avoid in... watching an Adam Sandler movie as, where as, as do I. So I can't I can't guarantee that this is true, but this is what I've been told. And uh, it's it's the the often said thing about Brad Pitt that he is uh, a, a character actor in a leading man's body. Yes. Oh no, Brad Pitt is a fantastic actor. He is easily Brad Pitt's. Amazing. Is, is a fantastic actor, but he has been in some terrible films. Usually, yeah, where yeah. he is, yes. he is usually where he's in the lead role. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, for example. I love that film. Don't you dare! <laughs> I knew you were going to come to its like its defense. I love that film. It's such a good film. Uh, and we can say the same. We can say the same about um uh, about people who write screenplays and the script for these things. Like. Yeah. At the end of the day, like you look at some of the scripts that come out for films, and you read the actual script, and it is not indicative of the final product at all. So, oh God, no. I mean, David Lindelof has got a track record. There's no denying that. But for for other people, you know, not so much. Like you've got to you've got to accept that they're two very different art forms being made together, really. And it's uh, yes. it's interesting how they show up. And they always say there's three films made for every film. There's the one you write, the one you film, and the one you edit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so much that changes, like as you make it. Like, it's it's an interesting. <laughs> like, movie, look definitely. at Suicide Squad. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's not. Good. Where they tried to make a whole new film in the editing room and it didn't work. And then they didn't give any of their actors a script. And speaking of DC's horrible fuck ups, I've heard Wonder Woman isn't going to be great. Oh, I want it to be good. I hope it is. I really want it to be, but I've yeah. heard it's another DC editing room mess. Oh, no. Well, the, the story is, uh, I actually had a look into this because I'm, I'm, I, I'm a big DC fan. I would love it if one day DC actually whack out a great film. I would absolutely love it, as I'm sure we all would. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and. The story goes is that there was a um uh, a, a blogger of some type uh, that is actually related to someone who's in on the production, right? So it is secondhand news. So it's you know it's what you want to believe, but 
at the end of the day, it isn't that long. I mean, when's it due out? It's, it's this summer, isn't it? Um, May. Oh, so no, even earlier. June. Okay, well, they don't have much time, but if that is the case, and hopefully what they need to work on is their tone. If they get that right, then they'll be fine. Like, the problem with Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad is that it's all over the shop. They don't know what film they're making. If they can actually just go back to basics for Wonder Woman and just give us a straight origin story, that would be a victory. You know, that's all we need for it. But we'll have to wait and see, won't we? I mean, there's also, it's worth pointing out as well, before that, we've got the uh, another Pirates of the Caribbean movie that was, I was probably quite happy to skip over until I saw the cast list. Right. See, I, I ignored that on principle, but I, okay. I probably would have done anyway, but like, for me, I, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies for all all their many flaws. Uh, one thing definitely makes me poke up, and that's to see Jeffrey Rush is back for it, which is good. Oh, I think I know what you're going to bring up. I've just seen <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush is great. We've got we've got yeah. uh, Javier Bardem in there, who is who is fantastic. And yes, definitely, yeah, great character actor. Paul McCartney. What? Why is Paul McCartney in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Well, I mean, it's the same as when um, oh, what's his name? Um, Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah but... Keith Richards showed up. Like it won't be for long, will it? It won't be for long. It's but... Not the same because <laughs> Keith Richards. Was a strong influence on the character of Captain Jack, and <laughs> That's so true. who is that? Paul McCartney, as... Paul McCartney is not Paul a strong McCartney influence Simon on any of a... these characters. He was a heavy influence on Captain Jack Sparrow, like you know. <laughs> He's a guy that doesn't know when to stop. Put you're, it that way. You are also skipping over the 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 uh, the Baywatch reimagining movie. I, I was skipping over the Baywatch Dude, movie. Got, yes, it's got you're right. The Rock Johnson and Zac Efron. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, I, I will give brief mention to The Mummy, uh, only to say, if you haven't seen it yet, find the trailer that was accidentally put out with most of the sound effects missing, uh, because you'll oh, hear God, a wonderful yes. isolated audio track of Tom Cruise screaming, yes. and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so good. That's good. That is top stuff. I would love to see a film of just that, I think. Yes. Like, Tom Cruise isolated, <laughs> so we get to carefully watch his uh, little um, strange behaviours under a microscope without any... No foley, no music, yeah. just... No, no Hollywood trimming, no. just him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we've then got... Uh, oh, Transformers. Transformers, The Last Knight. Like, starring Anthony Hopkins. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Peter... Wait, what? Oh, yeah, of course he's still in it. I thought they'd been dropped for some reason. But who? Peter Cullen. I thought for some reason they dropped him as the voice of Optimus. Why were they? Nah, he's in it. I don't. I don't know. That's just a thing I I remember reading at some point in some kind of rag. No, you're thinking of Megatron because the guy who was originally going to do Megatron was the original voice, and then he didn't do it for some reason. So Hugo Hugo Weaving did it for a bit, didn't he? He yeah, literally phoned it in. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a Michael Bay Transformers film. You won't be able to see what's going on, and a lot of things will explode. But also, yeah. and, and but also, loosely. like, look at—it's not the cast; it's the 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 character list. It's a Michael Bay Transformers film. Who's playing King Arthur? Who's playing Merlin? Yep. What the fuck is happening to my world? Like they've taken the thing right. So we had 
I mean, I, I, I watched half an hour of the last one for a laugh, okay? And then when I realized I wasn't laughing, I turned it off <laughs> because it was that fucking depressing. Like, Oh, that's my reaction to the Wolverine movies. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, me too, in a way. I, uh, although, admittedly, I did sit through the first Wolverine film. That's my uh, reaction which... to, like, the news. Yeah. <laughs> But the like they they had they had the Dinobots in the last one, so they're like, how can we up dinosaurs? Put wings on them, make them dragons. There's a dragon transformer in this, and I'm like, what are they actually in like a Predacon doing? Yeah, like I think it's a dragon in the trailer, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't know or care. But Spider-Man: Homecoming is coming out in July, and I'm looking forward to that. Sorry, Michael yeah, Keaton. that looks Sorry, great. Michael Keaton. Yes, Michael Keaton, who keeps oh, telling yeah. everyone he's Batman on set. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's, yeah. But still. <laughs> Which I absolutely love. He's like, remember, guys, you know, I've done this before, you know, just mind, mind who you're working with. It's still, it's still better than uh, Adam West telling everyone that he's Batman. Because this, oh, this is a thing I found out recently, is apparently every time Batman gets rebooted, Adam West crawls out of the woodwork and asks if he can be in it. Oh, obviously. Like, when the Burton film started, apparently Adam West asked if he could be put forward to play Batman. Ah. And when... Well, I'd heard that. I'd heard he wanted to be in it, like, and, and I don't see it as being Batman. Uh, when the Nolan films came about, apparently he, um... He asked to be Batman. No, he he asked to be, uh... Sorry about that. I was the thing. Uh, uh, he asked to be Batman's dad. Now, <laughs> I don't know if anyone is familiar <laughs> with that. <laughs> That would be hilarious. Well, actually, one thing I do know about Batman movies is they all feature footage of Batman's dad being shot. So he yeah, could have been in it. But this is the thing. Yeah, he could have been. He would be a much bigger role. He would basically be another Batman, the older Batman, who would turn up to help Bruce when he couldn't solve a mystery and offer sage words of advice. See, now if he just wants to play Thomas Wayne getting shot, I'd be all up for that. But you think about Batman Begins, like, I mean, obviously Batman v Superman, like, there was footage of it, and Martha, you know, whatever. Martha! Like, if you look at Batman Begins... Why did you say that name? Oh. Why did you say that name? Um, like, Thomas Wayne is actually a fairly significant role, like, in that, but, like, why do we fall Bruce, that whole deal? So, like, I, that would have been hilarious if Adam West had been that character. That one, and I, love, I, don't I, know. Do, I do love Adam West, but he is he's mad as a box of frogs. He is, bless him. Bless him. But uh, he's great. And... Oh, yes. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes. That's going to happen. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to so it. So am I. But yeah, so am I. I'm like, is this, hang on, am I, am I missing track or is this the third reboot? Third reboot of Spider-Man, yeah. Well, yeah. second reboot, second reboot technically. Third, 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 third iteration of cinematic uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, but this time they're working with Marvel Studios. Yes. Yeah, the sort of weird joint production thing. Yeah, and they've got RDJ in there and John Favreau, so I can only assume that he's bringing his Iron Man character over. Oh yeah, well, well, um, Iron Man is in the trailer. Yeah, no, but John Favreau. Oh, I see. Oh, I, I can't see. remember what his Happy. character's name is in the Iron Man. Yeah, Happy. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 bodyguard. The little. Yeah, so I'm assuming he's going to be in there running around with RDJ. Yeah, but... Which is... oh, you ever see the little teaser thing they brought up before they released the trailer for the Homecoming? It's, no. it's from Peter's point of view. It's only about 10 seconds long. And it's in one of Tony's apartments. And it's Happy going, what's that? And he looks down, you know, and Peter looks down and he's like, it's my costume. My suit. Is, did, you not look at the, did you not look at the case? What case? The case. 
and then it shows Peter walking over to a you know a Stark Enterprise Industries case, and that's where his new suit is, the one he uses in Civil uh, War. Uh, so obviously, maybe it must cool. be in the hotel at the airport or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's look at this. I mean, we we know that the kid. Uh, I said the kid. He's probably our age. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he's not. He's actually a kid. This guy, uh, but he's obviously great uh from his appearance in civil war like he is he's got the mannerism down for both peter parker and spider-man which uh, is very pleasing um we've got a really good feel to the trailer like um it's going back to high school uh yeah it just looks optimistic and, and fun which is what is needed for spider-man is the girl gwen and stacy then- is it Gwen Stacy in this, or oh, he... Mary Jane? Or... That's a good question. I Cause, don't cause... know. Because I think there was an uproar, wasn't there, about Mary Jane being cast, and it... Uh, I say uproar. It wasn't really an uproar, but they thought it was going to be an uproar about the casting of... Uh, oh, what, she's like a famous YouTuber who's going to be in it. Oh, really? Zoella? Is it Zoella? No, that's the wrong name. Because she's black. Uh, Yeah, that yeah. might have been it, actually, yeah. Is Mary Jane, then? Uh, well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the, the girl from the trailer is black, so whether that's her or not, I don't know. Okay. But there you go. Great. And I'm looking at IMDb and I still don't know because it doesn't oh. say. Yeah. There's a couple of. So maybe we just don't know. Yeah, there's a couple of actors attached that are playing characters that just have like a first name attached to them, so I'm not sure. Hmm. We do know the villain is the Vulture, which is a fun choice, but but also a really weird one. Yeah, go for weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad what they've done with him. You see him, and he looks pretty awesome. Like in his, he's got like a battle suit and like hover wings. And I was (laughs) when they first announced that, I was really expecting like just a bold Michael Keaton with like tufts of hair on the sides, (laughs) with like a long neck with a bulbous adam's apple and just metal wings that flap around like in the original you know um so yeah it, they've obviously updated the vulture and um i don't really know the vulture's deal though it's i don't know what he is it's very um similar to the ultimate spider-man cartoon series vulture you, you, oh cool you mean, like what's his his sort of motivation well, I'm guessing it's a Spider-Man villain, so obviously he's going to be a professor. Something goes wrong. Uh, um, Stone's whole, <laughs> whole thing is that he wants to get become young again. Yeah, he's trying to get, regain his youth. Oh, really? He's, he's a former big deal who's trying to regain his youth and his uh, sort of... not. I don't know if it's a superpower or a technology or whatever it is, but he basically drains youth out of people. Well, that's actually... I mean, if he's obsessed with youth, that's actually pretty cool considering that this this next edition is all about being young, you know, yeah, and I, about I, I feel the really... experience of it. You're really worried if I was Michael Keaton, though. Like, considering you've gone from Birdman to this, he keeps getting cast in roles of guys who used to be a big deal, but are now trying to recapture their glory days. Like, I think he's worried that... with a bird theme. Yeah, like, no, maybe he's Hollywood's gonna be fine. Tra- oh, absolutely, he's gonna be fine. But he should be worried that like Hollywood's trying to tell him something. You know? <laughs> well, do you know what his next role is? I can't remember the name of the actual guy, but his there's uh, he's gonna be in a picture that uh, is slated for Oscar season, I think, uh, and it is. Uh, he's playing the founder of McDonald's, and it's going to be a biopic um, about that. But apparently, it's going to be really interesting, like founder. from what I've heard. Yeah, founder, founder. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Already come out. It might be out in the states. Is it already out? I don't know. Like I, that's why I just heard the uh, the other news about Michael Keaton because I think he's excellent. Like you mentioned, in Birdman. 
an absolutely fantastic film. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Founder came out August last year. Oh, oh really? Uh, like at uh, festivals and stuff. I think it came out at the cinema like last yeah. week. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, it does. That is a confusing one. But, um, yeah, cool. Okay. You were so saying, Spider-Man. Like, we're all fans of Spider-Man. Yeah, you were, you were saying like the optimism of Spider-Man. This will be a week later. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Yay! Like, well, yeah, I'm they're great. I, they are great, but man, they're not they're not optimistic films. No, I have um, not watched any of the new Apes. I've only movies. watched the first. I know Simon, you've done this before, and you need to. I think you'd really like them. I really think you would like them. They're really good. Circus really kills it as uh, as Caesar the uh, and the, 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 <laughs> the ape. Yeah, I'm taking nothing away from Andy Circus. I've pretty much enjoyed all of his performances. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, I, whenever I've got time to sit down and watch a movie, there is no part of me going, ooh, what about one of the new Apes movies? That just never happens. No, I, that's fair. I'd recommend it for what it's worth, um, but it's, it's down to you. Like, if you. If you don't feel it, then that can really ruin your enjoyment of a film. So if you do feel the urge to go and watch it, I would, I, I would be very, very happy if you did, but don't don't break up about it if, if you don't, because... Yeah. <laughs> I won't, don't worry. Uh, okay, and then a week after that, we've got like, Dunkirk, and I was gonna say it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Spoiler: It's got Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy in it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you—if I was him, I'd want any opportunity to work with either of those guys. Oh, absolutely, it, but they are—it's like... It's like it's like Tim Burton and his magical like bat poles with Johnny Depp and um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He does definitely have the Christopher Nolan regulars. Yeah, it's yeah. weird to see Christian Bale not in that film. Although we've got Kenneth Branagh instead, so that's a weird. Yeah, I I don't know, and like Harry that. Styles. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you yeah. if, if you smashed Kenneth Branagh and Harry Styles together really hard, would you get Christian Bale? You'd get a result. <laughs> you would get a result. Yeah, you'd happen. get a reaction. But also that same day, a film that I'm really looking forward to, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Which, okay. yeah. Okay, I know nothing about this. Get me excited. No, I've seen the name flowing around. Nothing about it. Oh, check it out. Luc Besson uh, writing and directing a good okay, old... Okay, I'm already excited. A classic sci-fi movie starring Clive Owen, Ethan Hawke, uh, John Goodman, and Rutger Hauer. It's based off um, uh, a long-running... I think it's long-running anyway, like a, a graphic novel... novel. Yeah, it's series. a yeah, it's a French. I think it's a French um, series of, of. But it's it looks to be honest, it looks really cerebral, really over the top. Like visually, I would compare it to. Um, oh, the re- yeah, yeah. Um, I never saw Jupiter Ascending, but, but it um, is that same sort of over the top, beautifully um, artistic and and highly aesthetic sci-fi. But yeah, also, Simon, you should you should definitely also, check that yeah, trailer out. I, I'm cause... looking at it now, and honestly, all you needed to say was Luke Besson. Besson. But, also, yeah, yeah. but also, but then you added to that with John Goodman and and and, Owen yeah. and Ethan Hawke and Rutger Hauer. Rutger and Hauer like, sci-fi, Simon. I know this seems like it's totally my thing. How did I not know this it's, was coming? It's okay, be very, very French space opera, which I love. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I, I mean, I can't think of many examples, but Fifth Element is amazing. Yay. Yeah. Do you know what I found out the other day? Uh, oh, what's what's the name? And of the Barbarella, cra- actually. Yeah. What, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's the name of um, uh, Chris Rock's character in um, Ruby, Ruby Rod, Rod? Yeah. Ruby Rod. I found out that role was originally written for a very specific person to play. Yeah, I've read about that. Prince. 
Yeah, it would suit him. Apparently it was written for Prince, but they like they went to go and like pitch the role to him, and apparently they accidentally offended him during the pitch. Oh no. He turned it down. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I feel like we missed out on something there, but Chris Rock's performance as Ruby Rod is amazing. Yeah, oh no, no, absolutely. I'm not I'm not I'm not discounting that. Oh, oh well, I think half of our audience are gonna say are gonna agree with us and the other half are gonna be mortified. It's it's a very divisive uh character is Ruby. Mm, true that. Yeah. We'll either love it or hate it. So we need to mention it because I know it's a big deal, but I know nothing about the franchise, so I've got nothing to say. Who wants to talk about Dark Tower? So Dark Tower is a really weird amalgamation of Western sci-fi horror and good old-fashioned pulp fiction action adventure from Stephen yeah. King. I've read the first where two novels, I think. Yeah, it's basically Stephen King writing a multiverse Western superhero. It's a re- it's so many different things. The universe that the gunslinger comes from is very strange. Yeah, basically, um, he is a guy who can travel to different worlds and different sort of realities. But I think, if I remember correctly, he has to die to return back to the original one. Which is the point of the, the film, oddly enough. It's yeah. really weird. They've um, they've stated that this is actually going to be taking place after the novels. Um, oh. oh, and okay. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, and um, I, I've never read them, and I, I, I know a certain element about... Well, it's not really a spoiler, but um, there's something to do with temporal um, uh, an, uh, instability to do with the, the Iron Slinger at the end, so I, I've been told, yeah, like, so and that is going to buy into the fact that this is, like, a new, uh, not, a new start, as it were. Not spoiling anything about, uh, about the, the Dark Tower series, about, about uh, the Gunslinger. Um, but that essentially there is there comes a point towards the end of the the franchise where everything goes really well, everything seems to hit a nice crescendo, but there's a lot more book yeah. to come, and it actually takes a break in the book to say, if you want to have a happy ending, if you want this to be the end, if you want everyone to have this nice little arc come to an end here, but that is fine, and we're happy with you taking this away from that this story. That's cool. Stop reading yeah. now. Which is a very Stephen King thing to do. It's it's a very yeah. sort of playing with the, the, the style of everything. Interesting. So in a, it choose your own adventure way. He's like, this is an ending. Yeah. If it's yeah. your ending, stop here. And I'm I'm and I'm perfectly happy for you to do that. Also interestingly, it's worth pointing out, it's a Stephen King adaptation which has uh, Stephen King neither directing, writing, or producing it. So I can only assume it's going to be amazing and he will hate it. <laughs> Likely. See, this is the thing. This is why I know nothing about Dark Tower. I cannot abide the way Stephen King writes. I just can't really? read his stuff. But I've seen more than one movie based on a Stephen King story that I enjoy. Yeah, and weirdly, the ones yeah. that he has a hand in are generally quite bad, like uh, the Shining miniseries, uh, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's there's some pretty bad stuff out there. But like, you've also got in this film, you've got Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey, and Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, yeah I'm, I've got to say the cast is looking good. So yeah, it's like I love Carrie, the movie. Yeah, cannot read the book. Uh, same goes for Misery. Same goes for Shining. Yep. Same goes for it. Some of some of the the miniseries can also be a bit silly, but the the original source material. The thing about basically the way I always try and describe it is like 
if it's not the writing style but the content of King that people have a problem with, my usual thing is that approach Stephen King books as you would most uh, horror franchises when they get to like the second or third installment, which is the premise of this is silly, but it's told in a really interesting way and has really it, like it. It takes a very silly concept, you know. Imagine a world where shoes are not your friends. And huh. works with that. He doesn't. He doesn't go for like an already existing thing. Or if he does, he twists it enough. Um, case in point, the the Dark Tower has sort of it brings a lot of things together from his earlier existing thing. So uh, the vampire that turns up in Salem's Lot, find out more about vampires in the King cosmology, uh, including Barlow, yeah. the vampire from Salem's Lot, who is in the Dark Trilogy, uh, the Dark Tower series. Um, that's really interesting he does yeah. like to have his crossovers doesn't he and the giant spider that lives beyond the universe aka you know pennywise from it speaking of it that's coming out in september oh shit yes that's getting remade yeah i've forgotten about that big bill skarsgård the, yeah. the other skarsgård yes One of them, yeah <laughs> i mean you're also skipping over what is no doubt going to be the biggest movie of the year I was mostly just going to say, Bill Skarsgård is a very different choice. Yeah? Well, compared to Tim Curry. Yeah, I've not... You know what? People keep talking and giving out about the, the how Pennywise looks in all these, these posters and everything, and I'm like, I actually haven't seen it yet. Should I avoid looking at anything? For, for not the usual reasons of avoiding looking at Pennywise. I, I haven't seen anything, to be honest. I just, I just think it's a very different more, choice. Yeah. And if I'm you're sorry, about to say that what I'm skipping over is the Emoji movie, I'm going to Come down to Cheltenham and slap you. <laughs> it's up, actually, but as in up to Cheltenham, not not up the movie that already came out. Uh, weirdly, yeah, when I was looking through the list, I was like, man, I'm looking forward to oh, so many movies this year. And then I saw the Emoji movie, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I could do without watching any films this year because Love is Dead and There Is No God. Siri, book me tickets for Cheltenham. I've got a bitch to slap. <laughs> <laughs> um. Although, actually, I completely agree with your assessment of the film. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But weirdly, it's got Patrick Stewart as in it. the poop uh, yeah, emoji. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, Patrick checks. Stewart will do whatever. <laughs> yeah, he likes his checks, man. There's no. He's a working actor, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely, you get given a job, you take it. End of the day. Yep. Um, and let's um. The, the interesting thing I heard about Dark Tower, I don't think it's actually happening now. Sorry, just to bring it back very briefly. Um, was that the original plan for it was that there was going to be a TV release leading up to it? Yeah, I thought it was originally going to be like a Netflix series. Yeah, it was going to be TV, then they were going to do a film, and then TV in between, and then another film, and so on. Like, And I thought, that's really interesting. Mm. Um, but that obviously ne means that you then have an audience that has to invest yeah. in a certain amount of television as but, well as the film, and I, I don't know how I, that would work. But. Someone needs to do that now, because audiences now can invest time between films in things like netflix series because no it's true absolutely yeah we're reaching a point now where so many homes are now connected and have easy access to on-demand uh programming that yeah obviously it, it takes a little while for certain media outlets to catch up with this with like trends and things like that certain ones are always going to be ahead of the curve and certain are going to be behind but someone's going to have to break and going to have to start taking a risk on this and they're going to find massive 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 uh, dividends on this. I mean, Marvel are doing it somewhat with the the TV universe and the cinematic universe blending together. Kinda, yeah. Um, but but they're being very careful to keep the Netflix stuff 
very separate. Yeah, yeah tiny yeah, little yeah. nods to the movie. Yeah, nods to it, but they're very different feels. They, they 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 clearly take place at the same in the same areas, but with very very yeah, different feels. Yeah, they'll yeah, they'll yeah. reference like the incident in New York. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and even using it as a way to like uh, it was one of the cleverest things I loved about um, Daredevil. Is when we were having that conversation a while ago, Simon, about how uh, Hell's Kitchen, when Daredevil was first written, was a really rough area of New York. Yes. But has since become, if not... Delightful. If not gentrified, then certainly it's not as bad as it was. Yeah. Upwardly mobile, if we want to be kind. Yeah. But then you just have it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that, you know, all the events of the Avengers have basically meant that it's gone back to how it was originally depicted. Yes. Mm. Um, and you even go as far as to say the actions of the uh, the antagonist, Kingpin, in that is also to blame as well. Yeah, and it is like, all about know. sort of rebuilding things and people taking advantage and settling in and power vacuums and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. So we've got that to look forward I, to. I don't know if we're up to it, because my thing, I haven't actually got dates on my list. I just have loads of different movies. Can we talk about Blade Runner 2049? That was the next one I was going to talk about, because I reckon this film is going to be my biggest disappointment of the year. <laughs> you reckon? Oh, yeah. What you've makes got you to say understand that? how much I love Blade Runner. No, I know. I know you love Blade Runner. <laughs> wait, so wait. what makes me say that is primarily the fact that every single attempt to make a follow-up story to Blade Runner has failed horribly. There have been a couple of books... Um, and the problem with it is that Blade Runner is self-contained. It doesn't lend itself to a sequel. Yeah, the, the principle of it is that the significant characters are all going to be dead very soon. Yeah. So instantly, having Harrison Ford in it is a problem. Immediately. Uh, Bombs and seats, Simon. Bombs and seats. <laughs> The fact that there is a narrative to tell is a problem. Yeah. Uh, add to that, like, I'm not going to say I've got a problem with Dave Bautista being in it because oh. he might oh, be perfect as a sort of Leon type character. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with you. That. I'm oh, with God, you on that. Is. I do have a slight problem with Jared Leto being in it because yeah. I'm not a big fan. Oh, I like him. He's. A, I think he's a good actor. But yeah, I just. I don't think that they can make a sequel to that film that will work for me. That's interesting. I genuinely don't think it's possible. I'll watch it. Yeah, you better yeah. believe I'll be there for opening night, but I reckon I'm going to be paying to be disappointed. You'll be sitting in the front row just going, don't fuck this up. <laughs> I mean, and just... <laughs> a week before that, just... I actually just noticed we skipped over one, sorry. I'll, I'll very very briefly talk about it, though. Uh, Flatliners is getting a remake. Yeah, oh, shit. yeah. I yeah. heard that, and I instantly thought of you, man, because you're the one that recommended me that I, film. I love that film. I've only, I'm yeah. a very recent convert. I never saw it at the time. Uh, I only watched yeah, yeah, it like, yeah. last year, um, but I absolutely adore yeah, that. It, I love it as well. And if I saw that, I've, I've got to say, in the remake. I mean, what's Flatliners? It's a film that I don't think needs a remake. No, it really doesn't. No, it's a film about medical students who get into this sort of almost extreme sport oh. of temporarily yes. dying. Yeah. Uh, flatlining, and it all gets a bit creepy from there. It's so so well paced and so well done. It's such a really really good. Uh, not it, it doesn't give you everything. It gives you enough to make your own mind up as to whether it is a movie about the supernatural or a movie about psychology or a movie about um, 
about death experiences. literal medical um, phenomena. So it, it could it could be any one of those things. It could be the brain playing tricks on you. It could be near death experiences like changing the way the brain chemistry works, or it could be uh, an actual sort of limbo state between life and death and heaven and hell. Um, yeah. and all views on it are entirely, you know, they're just as valid as one another. They're all supported by the text. Yeah, which is such a very rare thing for a film to do, it, to treat its <clears throat> audience with that much, um, to believe them to be, you know, say, look, you guys make your own mind up, we're not going to spoon feed you this. Here, here's a great story, here's some great performances. Enjoy and, and take away from it what you will. And I really love films that do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's that, that we want to. I, I think I'd go and see that, like just to be just out of curiosity, because the, the 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 original is pretty damn cool. Um, the question I was going to ask, going back to Blade Runner, Simon, because it's been ages since I've watched Blade Runner, and I have actually asked you this before on a different podcast. Which is the definitive one to watch to catch you up before going to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Because as everyone knows, there's lots and lots of different editions of Blade Runner. Oh, so many! <laughs> yes, um, you watch, I have them all you in watch, my box set. You definitely <laughs> want to watch one of the ones that has Harrison Ford doing a narration over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one you do not want to watch. Basically, director's cut is director's fun. Cut. That's the director's one. cut is like the um the established version yeah but when they did blu-ray they did something called the final cut oh yeah which was the director's cut with a little bit of extra footage um and if you could get hold of the final cut watch that one but if you can't the director's cut is absolutely fine okay that's fine i have the director's cut i know that i've got the box with like six versions of it in (laughs) and it's just it's just stupid i'm like which one do i watch um (laughs) My thoughts on Blade Runner very quickly, like, and oh, we can go on from this, the trailer, I absolutely agree, it is questionable, like, would Harrison Ford, you know, be there, you know, like, what's gone on? Um, I do like Ryan Gosling, though, I think he's generally great, so I'd be interested to see him take up, like, the Deckard role, which he clearly probably isn't by the looks of the trailer, um, and I'll definitely go watch it. Um, I, I completely see what you mean, Simon, about, uh, you having your concerns, <laughs> shall we say, to put it nicely? I, I have a suspicion, and I'm probably wrong, but just from that trailer and just from the casting is that somehow the plot is going to be that Deckard was a replicant who broke the um, short lifespan. Yeah. And for that reason, he has to be hunted down and he will be taking on the role of the antagonist um, and he becomes... The Roy Batty of the movie, the threat, the one that Ryan Gosling has to hunt. That's my guess. But then when you start to see that it's got this large ensemble cast, I can only imagine there will be an ensemble of replicants like there was in the first one. Um, So whether he's leading some sort of uprising, or or I could be completely wrong and he's a human and he's just retired and they're going to bring him out of retirement and do a young Indiana Jones type thing. Yeah. Uh, Either way, I'm not convinced. We'll see. Okay, so next on the list is either Fifty Shades Darker or Cars 3. Go. <laughs> skipping right over My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, God, uh, I no... saw the trailer for Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, no, no, please, no, no more. Stop. Oh, my God. Make it stop. 
<laughs> Just don't dignify it with discussing it. Well, I mean, we're we're into we're into October here, which is always my favorite month for films because we usually get a good spattering of horror films. And right. indeed, the there is Friday the Thirteenth right. and a Saw movie. You know what? This is the thing, right? I was gonna say, oh, Friday the Thirteenth. Fuck another reboot of a reboot. But you know right. what? They're bringing it out like this year, <laughs> the thirteenth of October, the spookiest yeah. month. The thirteenth of October falls on a Friday. There will be a Friday the Thirteenth in October this year. I would have been pissed off if there wasn't a reboot of Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> coming out this October. So I will be right there. <laughs> On Friday, watching that motherfucker. Yeah. I Well, it's good planning, love, isn't it? I love the Friday the 13th movies. Absolutely adore them. They're probably my favourite slasher franchise. Um, I can't get enough. I cannot get enough of Mr. Voice. So, yeah, this is... I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Whereas when I say I don't like horror movies, I mostly mean I don't like slasher movies. Yeah. And, That's fair. And that is... Yeah, absolutely fair enough. I, I will never, ever like get upset with anyone saying they don't like slasher films like there is there is very very little to to artistically defend about slasher films but i will spend every last one of my hard-earned pennies buying them every single goddamn year <laughs> uh, to the to the same point we're getting a new we're getting a, a saw reboot which isn't yeah. it's not a reboot it's a it's not no hang on it it's a reboot sequel a sea boot. A soft, a soft reboot. Soft reboot. Oh, that's that's a good way of putting it. Because everyone was like, "Wait, wasn't? Didn't they finish it three? Like, didn't he die in film three? And this is technically film eight. Oh, spoiler. yeah, it's not him now. Spoilers for the Saw franchise, by the way. It's not him anymore. Well, no, it is because Tobin Bell's still in it. Oh, is he? Well, no, because he's also been in films four through seven, but he died in three. And none of them were. Yeah. I put it that none of them were prequels. Um, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting really annoyed with the whole uh, super genius still an acting like plans when well, they're, after you know, while, they're dead. After like... a while, it starts to become the whole uh, the cult personality thing and the people following on his wishes. Which is fine. But they're not really following on his wishes. They're following on what they believe yeah. his wishes would be. And it's you start right. getting this whole like uh, religious analogy in there and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, which is fine absolutely I, I was really referring and I'm not going to talk about it here because I know you guys don't like it but I was referring to the latest season of Sherlock and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we won't go into that um, we won't go into that but yeah so um, I'm going to go and see Saw Lexi just simply because I, again I love the Saw films and there's even less to, to artistically defend about the Saw films than there is about your average <laughs> um, Saw has its place though yeah, it absolutely. has its place and it's, like it's- it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be, I think, a step up on Insidious, which, yeah, right, yeah, which weirdly yeah. doesn't have, um, oh, what's his name, James Wan attached to it. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> which is weird because he is the sort of yeah. master of those films, uh, and the sort of the 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 complete theme of the modern horror film, which is fantastic premise, really good tension building. And then the monster turns up, and it's a dude in red and black face paint going oogity boogity boo. Like <laughs> literally, every every single modern horror film I've gone and seen recently has been that. Even the one I'm going to talk about this just very briefly because, like, a lot of people in our previous podcast said I should watch it. Uh, it follows. Yeah, it follows. Fantastic premise, really fresh, really new, really really awesome for the modern day. And then there comes a point where they throw like a a uh, 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 sheet over the villain and oogity boogity boo and then it's like throwing TVs at people and I'm like 
Oh, God damn it. The, the, the... Yeah, I liked it follows until the end. Yeah, exactly. I thought the end that is the like thing about modern horror films is this is a really good idea and then the end happens. Like, the, the, you can't stick the landing. Yeah, the idea is in It Follows that the monster is just someone only you can see walking after you and they don't, they don't stop walking. So you can run away and you can get away from them, but you've got to stop at some point. You've got to rest. You've got to sleep. They just keep. It's the Discworld thing about exactly. uh, running from yeah. the Imagine yes. taking <laughs> the concept of the golem and just applying it to a ghost story. Yeah. And turning it into an analogy for um, STIs. Yes. That's it, follows. And then the ending has a bunch of people in a. Setting up a trap in a bath in a in a swimming pool, swimming pool, firing guns yeah. and TVs being flung and and like heavy objects being like poltergeisted around, and it's like guys, you had a fucking fantastic concept here and some really good tension building, and you fucked it up like every single yeah. horror film in the current day. So I'm 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 done ranting about horror for now. We we'll, we we'll, will come back to this probably sometime in October for for Jack's Spookathon episode. Cool. Um, November. November. Thor. Thor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk about it. I don't know about uh, you guys. I'm a little bit. I don't know how I feel about Hulk being in this one. You know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I was like, well, yeah, I get that they want to have the character show up more, but in this one, I mean. Isn't this like the whole end of days for like the well, Thor setting? Do we need Hulk there? Well, is it? Because yes. Ragnarok means a few different things in the Thor universe. Looking at yeah, that's true. Looking at some of the artwork they've released, it's more of a war war world type situation. Yeah, it's Planet Hulk. Hmm. Part, partly but, in design, but then why not do a Hulk movie for that? Because they're never going to do because, a standalone right. Hulk movie. Here's the thing: <laughs> they the Hulk does not work on his own. They've tried it twice, and both times it failed. No, I know. I Hulk, agree. Hulk I works, agree. Hulk works as a secondary <clears throat> character, but has some interesting stories to have told. Uh, Planet Hulk being a good example. I'm. I'm. If he can't stand up on his own, I'm the Hulk and, fan, and I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, you know? he's got great, great stories. But because he can't stand up on his own for a film, he only works as an additional character, the best way you're going to get to tell these stories is to have the film be uh, centred on another hero, in this case Thor, and tell the story that way. The only way they could make a independent Hulk film now would be to go through the, the plot line some way to give him higher intelligence again. Yeah, make him Banner right. Hulk, or do what happened in Planet Hulk, where the, just the, the the effect of him losing his strength upon entering the world uh, and then gaining it back increased his intelligence and made him you know, not just the mindless beast that he, he is when he's the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. And it worked. That's why Planet no. Hulk worked really well. Yeah. And I'm looking at the cast for Ragnarok, and it's giving me ideas for where this is going to go. I, I'm looking at the cast and just thinking there is not a single person on this list that I would be unhappy seeing in any film. They are all fucking gold. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> and who they've been cast as is important. Because you've got Tessa Thompson and Carl Urban have been added as Valkyrie and Skirt. Who's the executor? That's interesting. 
Hmm? Hal Urban's the executioner, isn't he? As in Scourge, uh, Scourge the executioner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's usually tied into Enchantress. They usually come as a pair. Yes, yes. Don't yes. they just now? But he's also um, one of his big things is he's one of the greatest warriors Asgard ever saw. Yes. As is Valkyrie, and you've got Hulk, and you've got Thor, and Jeff Goldblum, and you've got. The Grandmaster, played by Jeff Goldblum. Well, I, I, I would be happy just having it just be Jeff Goldblum. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, no, Jeff Goldblum. The reason it's Grandmaster, or the, the reason it's interesting that it's Grandmaster, is that his whole deal is taking what he considers lesser beings and fucking with yes. them <laughs> for his own entertainment. His thing, yes. Which we can all so agree is probably Jeff Goldblum's hobby in day-to-day life. So we're going to get to see <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in golden clothing, painted blue. Amazing. <laughs> and at the same time, you've got Kate Blanchett as Hela. Now that's quite a significant oh, bit of casting. Oh, daughter. Oh. Yeah. You've got the ruler of hell. Yes, and she I've seen a picture of her and she looks yes. amazing. She does. Um, so... I suspect, uh, and I haven't seen anything about the plot, but I deeply suspect that what's going to happen is that Hela will be threatening Asgard with Ragnarok. She'll be trying to bring around the end times. And the Grand Master will go, what a shame you can't save them, Thor, because it's right now I'm going to steal you and make you fight the Hulk for my entertainment. And so it's going to be... They they have to try and escape Grandmaster to save Asgard. Yeah, and then, so Ragnarok is the impending thing in the background that is the uh, the motivation for having to get out of well, Planet Hulk or whatever we call see, it. See, I I really like I really like the sound of that, but um, uh, this is something that I've just been reminded of having looks into the uh the the actual making of this film. The director is the guy called Take. Uh, I was just going to say this is something who, I want to mention. Who, is amazing. Who is an incredible creative man who is responsible for many great things, the latest of which is a film called Hunt for the Wilder People. Have you guys seen it? I haven't, but oh. there's another film he's done that I do love. What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I which recommend... It was sold to me as, just think of your average World of Darkness campaign done yeah. as a movie. Yep. Yes. And I, I was like... <laughs> Okay, I'm curious to see what you mean now. Watched it and went, oh, fuck, I get it. Oh, it's yes. so good. But seriously, watch Hunt for the Wilder People. It's on Netflix right now, okay? And I cannot rave about this film hard enough, okay? It is about this young, troublesome kid who's been threatened with juvie, right? Um, this little kid. And uh, it's, it's in, it's, it is set in New Zealand. Um, and he is essentially shipped off to these uh, two kindly individuals who are basically going to look after him. I forget the ac- actress's name, but the actor is Sam Neill, who is playing the foster father, as it were. Oh, sweet. And it is an absolutely hilarious film, because the kid tries to run away every day, but then ends up coming back, essentially, because, you know, he hasn't got food or whatever. And then one day he runs off for like a week, and Sam Neill, who is like this hardcore uh Bushman kind of character like hunts him down <laughs> and it's, it, oh my god it is so good and then they basically they, they he catches up to him or whatever and 
the uh, the the people who are in charge of uh, sending this kid to juvie, whatever, are also hunting him, and they suddenly think that Sam Neill's character is responsible for abducting him, and it's this absolutely <laughs> hilarious comedy of errors set in like the wilderness where people are trying to hunt down these these two unlikely sort of friends, and it is it is remarkable. Think the humor of what we do in the shadows, but. With that premise, yeah. uh, I cannot recommend it enough. It's amazing. The man has some incredible comedy chops. Uh, he's also it's, it's so he's funny. Also acts in a lot of his own films as well. Um, yes, he's amazing in that film as well. He plays a priest, um, and yeah, he's he's spot on in that too. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so definitely excited for that. I, reason, I guess. Suddenly, yeah, that lot. was probably the first thing I noticed about Ragnarok yeah. that got me interested. <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? I wasn't uh, not, I wasn't unexcited about Thor Ragnarok, uh, but having now seen the cast list and the director, oh my god, this is gonna be fucking gold. Yeah, I find myself doing a bit of a U-turn. Uh, well, I, I'm just, I'm really happy to see Tessa Thompson in something again. She was, she was in Creed and was phenomenal in that oh yeah yeah definitely and also uh you know hats off to marvel for yet again pissing off a certain white supremacist block of <laughs> thor fans by going valkyrie yeah she's black <laughs> excellent like, so now we've got, we've got... got your blonde haired blue-eyed aryan <laughs> princess yeah she's black and we and so on top of that you've got idris elba in his usual role um and 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 a uh, and a Maori director, so like hell Thor going for it. I love it. Yeah, I, definitely. I, um, I like I like film. And if else. you want to see Tessa Thompson in something else, go check out Dear White People, as I've recommended Ooh, before. Yes, she's yeah. fucking brilliant in it. But I would also recommend going and watching Creed because I will recommend that to anyone who yes, stays still long enough for me to tell them. And has yeah, the because it's an amazing <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, something else I noticed about the artwork with uh, Thor and Hulk. Thor's not using Molnir. No, it's taken from him allegedly. Makes for uh, an interesting thing. You know, he he is a Asgard warrior trained true. So it'd be interesting to see him fight without the hammer properly. He has other weapons. He has always had other weapons. He is a weapon. Um, yeah, but that too. But he's also pretty handy with an axe. Yeah. And his fists. Not as not as handy and as uh, the executioner is, though. No, no that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have we got coming out in November? So, oh, the sequel. Justice to, League. I was going to say the sequel to Paddington, but Justice League. Yes. Okay, so this is what we know about Justice League. They are desperately scrambling to make sure that this is a uh, light-hearted. Um, sort of, uh, and action-packed fun outing that uh, is hopefully going to steer the way for, um, well, that and Wonder Woman, the way of the way DC is going to be making movies in the future. We've seen things, we've seen Batman have uh, been given a seat which basically makes him look like Night Owl from Watchmen, uh, which, um, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh once again, I'm 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 really happy with the cast. I think the cast is absolutely fantastic, I, but we know that that doesn't make a film. I like so. I like that the cast includes uh, both J.K. Simmons and Willem Dafoe, and they still can't get Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> we have we have J. Jonah Jameson and Green Goblin together at last. 
Yeah, well, J.K. Simmons, as we spoke about on another podcast, is um, is going to be the new Commissioner Gordon, which is interesting. Uh, I think a great a great choice. Um, Willem Dafoe is an Aquaman. Uh, I don't know if he's a villain. I know he's he's basically an Aquaman character. Ocean he's Volko, isn't he? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is an interesting one. I think Willem Dafoe is great. I love the guy, so he'll definitely bring some gravitas Wait, to, he, to the role. He he's in Willem Dafoe is in Death Note. What? What? There's a there's an American remake of Death Note coming out. Willem Dafoe is the voice of Ryuk. Oh my god! Yeah, T- tell tell Jenna that at some point. She'll be very happy with that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, what I've seen of Ezra Miller's Flash, I don't like, but that's oh, okay. probably because of one. I think the costume is way overdone. Uh, and yeah, two, I mean, why is he I wearing just... armor when he should be able to run around bullets, you know? Exactly. And <laughs> two, I just really, really like the CW's Flash. Oh, it's yeah. See, such I've been, a good show. I've been meaning to get into it because people keep raving about it. And I'm like, really? CW? Yeah. Topless male model, model channel? Come on. Like, but no, honestly, apparently... The Flash and Supergirl are wonderful shows. I, oh, I heartily enjoy them both and heartily recommend them both. That's cool. If you want to see DC that is brightly coloured, optimistic, and has heroes who enjoy being heroes, that the CW is killing it. As I keep hearing. Not so much with Arrow. That's still <laughs> yeah. kind of grim and dour. But yeah. The Flash and Supergirl are so upbeat. Uh, it's infectious. I love them. And what about the other one, the uh, the Heroes of Legends of Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow. I've not watched it. I'm probably going to give it a chance at some point uh, when I get bored enough, because it spins off a bunch of characters from all of the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are really fun, and the premise is enjoyably stupid. See, so, I hear, I hear. Um, oh, what's his name? He plays uh, the Atom. Um, oh, Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh uh, plays Superman. the actor. Yeah, yeah, and apparently he's really good in that, so that might be worth it. He is. He turns up, uh, the Atom turns up on other shows, uh, so I've seen his performance as the Atom, and he is actually really fun in that role. Yeah, I hear I hear the same, yeah. Oh, well, all right, maybe I'll give it a go, because pe- people keep telling me about Arrow and Supergirl, and I'm like, okay, fine, but... Yeah, I'm not I a big fan of Arrow, things. but Flash and Supergirl I can thoroughly recommend. Flash and Supergirl, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Okay, well, that's what we think of Justice League. <laughs> well, one thing we need to mention, of course, is that you will get to see Momoa with his top off and soaked in water, so oh. there is a good reason to go see this film. Jason Momoa, I think, is incredible. I think he will be perfect for Aquaman, despite what people oh, say yes. about the way he looks. There was a video, uh, and it's nothing to do with the film, but I like talking about Jason Momoa. He is a guy, who, uh, Jason Momoa is just standing there in this room, and he's got a pint in his hand, an axe in the other. He hurls the axe at a uh, basically a target board, hits a bullseye, downs the pint, and then smiles at the camera. And I'm like, my goodness me, that guy is just inhumanly <laughs> cool. I just, I, I want to party with him. Man, he's just a legend. Very- and a really nice guy who was going to have a promising career in hockey, but then after an injury decided, ah, screw it, I'll just be an actor, and then went on to be amazing. <laughs> oh, so. screw it, I'll just go on to be an incredibly handsome, talented actor. Fucking Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite things of him was uh, when he got cast as Aquaman. That, that interview, uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Him, can he swim? He's like, mate, I'm Hawaiian. 
<laughs> they acquired <laughs> end off shut down uh miss that's november right uh no we've also got murder on the I... orient express again really okay yeah with with kenneth always and judy dench wow Michelle Pfeiffer. And Johnny Depp and Derek Jacobi. And Penelope Cruz. Oh, wow. Michelle Pfeiffer and Daisy Ridley. And Willem Dafoe. Jesus. And Michael Jesus. Yeah, it's it's a hell oh. of a cast. <laughs> I did not know this no, was happening. Like I'm just used to seeing like every like New Year's Day like a new version of it, you know, like on BBC or whatever. Oh, now, now you get a twentieth no. century Fox version from Kenneth. Now Brander. you get a big movie version, yeah. Oh. Who's is it um Oh wait, no, I have heard this because I I have recently heard that Branner is gonna be Poirot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I had heard that. I just didn't make the connection to the uh, the story that he was going to be in. Interesting. Now, I I want to keep mentioning every movie that's coming out in November because I know why Rob is so keen to move. To the <laughs> is it because? <laughs> well, there's not that much to talk about in Venice. Is it because yeah, of okay. Jumanji? <laughs> it is. Yes, it it's is. Gotta be Jumanji. <laughs> Absolutely. It I was is. like, oh, a Jumanji the remake. Rock in a Jumanji reboot. Yeah, and oh, and oh. Jack Black, and and Nick and Jonas. Yeah, but oh. not the other one. Wait, yes, we many, know. I forget how many Jonases there were. Three. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. More than one. Yeah. There were three Jonases. Oh. There were three Jonases. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, it's, it's not really Jumanji. Obviously, it's Pitch Perfect 3, because we know Rob's a huge fan of the franchise. <laughs> he, he you his, know what, though? You joke, but apparently Wars. the second one is really good. I've seen, I've seen them both. They are quite good films. Oh, dude! I keep hearing that. Oh, I'm like, oh, guys, okay. you're taking you're, you're taking our enjoyment out of mocking you and and <laughs> and stringing you along and bringing you towards the obvious, you know, the answer. It does rather uncut undercut the joke there. <laughs> you have to go and be really, really inclusive and loving of 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 you know films in general. Yeah, shame, well, for shame, shame for shame. Absolutely. Shall we? Talk well, what about, else is in November then? Other shall than we, that, shall we talk about the Star Wars? Let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah, there's also a Star Wars film coming out. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed our first episode. <laughs> well, to be honest, Simon, it isn't. I mean, uh, like I was telling you guys the other day, obviously there are there's so many people just going on and on and on simply because the title has been announced and lots of speculation, which is fine. But end of the day, we don't know an awful lot. There's we know nothing. We know absolutely nothing. I mean, yes, there's going to hit. There's going to hit certain beats. We know there's going to be training done for both Ray and for Kylo Ren. We know that the film is going to, you know, heavily focus on Luke's sort of past and what's been going on. And yeah, the Last Jedi. What does that mean? Well, what do you think it fucking means? It's it's essentially the thing that's been stated in the Force Awakens at the end of the Return of the Jedi. Luke is the last Jedi. He was told that by Yoda. You are the, the last of the Jedi you will be. Force and and indeed, in the crawl of the Force Awakens, we know yep. that the First Order are hunting the last Jedi, Luke Skywalker. Absolutely. And despite his attempts to uh, rebuild the Jedi Order that we hear from Han Solo in The Force Awakens, we know that shit went down with Kylo Ren, and um, I'm guessing the Knights of Ren, whoever they are, hopefully we'll find out in this one, uh, take out the Jedi well, with led by Kylo Ren, and this is the thing, right? Is that I was looking and just going, right? I, uh, you know, we're going to get into this on a later episode. I did not enjoy Force Awakens. We know, and I, th- and I said to myself, I'm probably on this podcast. I'm going to on this very podcast. I said to myself <laughs> and to everyone listening, like both our listeners, in this edition, I am not going to go and watch Star Wars: The Last Jedi. 
Then okay. I saw the words Benicio del Toro will name will play an, <laughs> an as yet unnamed villain in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, fuck." But Jack, you said in our Star Wars episode of another podcast that you will go and see the next one. Did I? You did. That doesn't sound like something I would say. Go back and listen to it. You <laughs> why would it. I listen to our podcast? To prove me correct. But why would I? There's no reason for me to do that. Well, okay. People who have listened would hear it. It's there. If you don't believe me, go and check it out. If I said... so you said you're going to check it out. And I think you should, because this is directed by Ryan Johnson, a very, very good filmmaker, in my opinion. Ryan Johnson. Um, yes, I love Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson is fantastic. Everything he's been saying about this. Uh, Looper, Brick. Other stuff. Yeah, he's... <laughs> other stuff. Uh, um, anything he's done. Oh, wait, yes, I have. Bojack Horseman. He acted in that. Never mind. What I was going to say is I'm actually really interested to see what uh, Kelly Marie Tran's role is going to be as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard very interesting things about that. Yeah. I um, I mean, yeah. All there is is speculation for The Last Jedi. I mean, we know at some point there's going... I, I mean, let's face it, there's going to be some big reveal about um, perhaps race heritage. Um we know that they're going to try and sort of make it the Empire, which is kind of, I guess, inescapable, because if it was people, if it wasn't, I think people would be annoyed. And if it is, then people are probably going to be annoyed as well. <laughs> they, um, they've got a lot, a lot to live up to, but I think, I think it's going to be good. It will all make sense when the title of episode 9 is announced and it's from, from his, his nap. nap. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, from his nap. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that tickled me. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh dear. Yeah, we don't know anything about it. <laughs> Except that Rob will adore it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the other thing. Like, there's, I mean, we haven't addressed it yet, but um, uh, obviously, very, very sad news about um, uh, Carrie Fisher passing away. God yes. bless his soul. Yeah. Um, there was a sort of uh, inane, annoying discussion about, oh, are they going to CGI Carrie Fisher for episode nine? Which I thought was a bit stupid and a bit tasteless to be discussing. Of course they're not. They've turned around and said, of course we're not going to do that. Like, um, it's uh, it's. No, they have to get permission to, and they won't. Well, they would. I don't think they would anyway. Like, what you know, it's it's. It wouldn't be right. I don't think. I mean, it's. Well, they did it for Moff Tarkin. Yes, but after approaching the family, and it has been obviously a, a good deal of time, and they felt it would help the story. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame, but whatever they do, I think it's going to be good. I have uh, faith in in what they're doing at the moment, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It is the film that I'm counting down for, and I really look forward to seeing a trailer for this because uh, obviously then we'll be able to talk about stuff with a bit more information, you know. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Man, that rundown of the films took a lot longer than I was expecting. Sorry, yeah, yeah. a lot of films. 
There's a lot of Join films. For... There's a lot of films we didn't talk about. Join us a for lot. episode two, Revenge of the Games. <laughs> oh, that's a good title. Can it be called Revenge of the Games? It, it can. Awesome. It will be. Remains to be seen. <laughs> it certainly can be called that. But yes, this was our first episode, and as you can see, not a lot has changed. We were, we were dangerously no. unprepared for this. Literally nothing. We, we were. Um, hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll keep listening. Uh, we'll find out, I guess. Until next time, I have been Simon. I have been Jake. I have been Rob. I have been Irish. And some things never change. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Toodles. That was a Dangerously Unprepared podcast. Visit DangerouslyUnprepared.com to catch all our episodes and to submit topics for shows you'd like us to do in future. Follow us on Twitter at Unprepared Show. Find us on Facebook as Dangerously Unprepared. Thanks, as ever, go to Simply Syndicated for hosting us, IPI for the original music we based our theme tune on, and to you for listening. We hope you listen again. <laughs>